The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, Recent. we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to join the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, you'll see we're streaming live there, just blow that up on whatever device you've got, uh, this is one of the many platforms that we're streaming on, uh, we're also on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL, we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, the top of the page there, our Rumble page, which is a growing great, and we appreciate all of your support for that. Sons of Liberty Radio Live, we're streaming live over there as well. And uh, good to see Lori over there. I know Lori and Millie are usually the only ones I see in the chat over there, even though there are other people watching. Good to see you guys as well. We're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. 
as well as Twitch at Setting Brush Fires and on Roku at Cutting Edge TV. And we appreciate those guys carrying us as well. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you didn't get to see that, you can still click on that up until 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, then he'll be live at that time on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Just above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. One email a day from us, all the articles we have for the day, including the morning show archive. So everything we're going to talk about here in this show, that will also be in the archives, okay? Um, Just above that at the top of the page, if you would like to help us, we never ask you for money. We do what we do, trusting the Lord. He moves upon the hearts of his people and also provides in other ways. Uh, But... uh, the most common is through donation. So if you would like to donate and help the cause of promoting the message that we have here at the Sons of Liberty, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Just click on that. Or you can become a partner with us, a monthly partner as a son or daughter of liberty. Click on that, and uh, you can set that up. It'll be painless and everything else. Okay, so once you set it up, it's done. Um, and we do have our store open. Okay, so you guys looking for gifts this time of year or maybe something for yourself, whatever the case is, this week only, through Saturday at midnight, 10% off anything and everything in the store. As much stuff as you can throw into the cart that you want, you've been waiting to get, 10% off of that when you use the promo code SAVE2021. SAVE2021, all one word. Uh, you get 10% off of whatever you throw in that cart this week up until Saturday at midnight. And there's a lot of stuff, a lot of t-shirts. I think there's even a couple of shirts that they've picked up maybe that we haven't even put in here. At least I've seen them on the tables I haven't seen them put in here. You got hats, you got books and t-shirts, water bottles, a drum pad, toboggans, <laughs> DVDs, and dog tags. So you got all kinds of stuff in there. And, you know, if you're looking to give somebody gifts, why not give them something that's going to point them towards Christ? And uh, these things do. They remind people of the sacrifices being given, both in the natural and the spiritual, for freedom. And uh, sadly, too many today are infringing on that freedom, and we're going to have to be those like our forefathers who beat them back. Okay, that's what we're going to have to be about. Now, I've got a very very special guest online, but before I do that, I wanted to just kind of update you guys with some things real quickly. It won't take but just uh, a couple of minutes to do this. How many of you guys saw this reporter fall over, I don't know if he fell over dead or what, live on Israeli television? I mean, this... This was pretty incredible, and um, just going to give a little play here. This is somebody who had recorded. Now, check out this guy down in the bottom right, and for those who are listening, there is uh, an anchor, and there's four people in like a checkerboard who are reporting from different parts of Israel, I think, and this guy just, he just kills over. <laughs> and it's it's like, well, well, what's going on right there? And if you had to guess, what would you think it is? I mean, I'm not trying to coach anybody. What would you think it is? Here's another one. This is a 17-year-old Spanish motorcycle racer. He collapses during a press conference. I want you to check this guy out. He's 17 years old. He's a motorcyclist. And he begins to speak here. You can tell he has kind of a funny look in his eye. And it's like he's losing what to say, almost like he's having a stroke, and then he just nearly falls in the floor. I mean, he's just he's just out. He's just out. And these are two that have come across, you know, the information that I've gotten over the past week. Um, and then there's two other things I want to show you, because this is where it's leading to. If everybody hasn't figured it out yet, this is where it's leading to. 
This is <clears throat> uh, the Romanian MEP, Christian Terez, uh, talking about, and this, is ju- this runs just a couple of minutes, and then we'll follow it up with our own CDC director, the liar that she is. Uh, he's talking about the Chinification of Europe. Check this out. Clearly, we are witnessing right now the Chinification of Europe because we see what is happening in China right now with the social credit score, where the government is monitoring and uh, surveilling all the people from the beginning to end. Everything that they do, everything, everywhere where they walk, it's every, you know, they control everything and they, they, they watch everything. This is the example of a tyranny. When the government knows everything about you, where you go, what you eat, where you, where you enter, that's a tyrannical system. And we've seen the system being implemented right now under the leadership of Ursula von der Leyen, slowly but surely in the, in the, in the European Union. The green certificate was, was just the first step. There are a few more proposals right now under debate in the parliament. The European wallet ID, for example, the European social security card, all these things that are creating a system that will monitor, control, supervise, and condition the rights of all the European citizens. Just yesterday, before yesterday actually, on Monday, in the plenary, we had the commissioner for work. And he said, well, we need the European social security card number, pass, as he called it, certificate, to facilitate the freedom of movement. You know we heard this before? With the green certificate. So they use this as the same narrative. And I invite you guys as journalists, just watch what they say and what they do. Because there's a 180 degree difference from what they say and what they promise and what they are committing to in front of the plenary and what the end result is. When the green certificate was implemented, again, the commissioner said on record that this is to facilitate the freedom of movement, and that's it. Even in the case that someone does not have this green certificate, the regulation allows you to freely travel from one country to another. The problem is when you arrive in a certain country, you will have to follow certain medical restrictions, you know, like quarantine and others. So from what we was told back then in April and May, look where we are right now. So I'm glad that you asked this question, and I invite all the journalists from Europe and from the world to see what is happening here, because we should not allow this. We should not forget that the European Union was created in a total opposition of the Soviet Union. Well, amen. Yeah, that's what it was, And but it's a sneak attack to get everybody together so they can control these, lar- these large sections of the plant they want to do. One more, and then we're going to bring in our guest. This is... Um, this is, uh, this is old Walensky, okay, uh, the CDC director, and she's praising China's actions towards the really strict lockdowns that they had uh, with the whole COVID-1984, okay? And this was from 2020. I want you to hear it. sounds just like, you know, she's praising the very thing this guy was just talking about. Have you seen examples of this kind of focused protection work either, you know, other countries here in the United States at other times. Is this something that we know can work? Well, that's actually my biggest challenge with it, is I think that this is what Sweden tried to do. This was their plan. What we know from Sweden is that their their death rate, their per capita death rate is is 591 per million. That rivals the United States at 593 per million. To give you a sense of what lockdowns were able to do in other countries, and I mean really strict lockdowns, um, in China, their death rate is 3 per million. So when you look at what Sweden was trying to do and what they are trying to emulate in Sweden, it didn't work. They were unable to protect them. 
Yeah, and neither has America protected its people either. But, you know, again, let's let's bring on our guest here because he and I spoke uh, at length for a while last night. And, you know, I'm going to ask him what he thinks about the COVID-1984. Dr. Michael Roth is with the uh, America's Frontline Doctors. Uh, he is a member there, and he is their me- medical and health writer editor. He is focusing on health education for their citizen corps. He has had several white papers published on their site, including one on the uh, one of the first on graphene oxide, and has done several online interviews and webinars on the subject. Uh, he continues to run an e-commerce business, supplying only the best health supplements, and continuing to help others through online phone health consultations. Uh, he is a Christian. He was saved by God's grace in 1996. Uh, he is a doctor of chiropractic since 1987, uh, certified in physiotherapy, nutrition, fitness coaching. He taught anatomy. Hang on a second. Let me let me just. Uh, am I saying that right? Anatomy, Michael. Anatomy. <laughs> anatomy. I don't. I should know this. I should know that word, shouldn't I? It's too early in the morning here. Sorry about that. Anatomy, anatomy. What am I thinking? Anatomy, thank you so much. And physiology uh, health for six years. In 2006, uh, he was uh, life-threatening stage three Lyme disease led to his health journey. And in 2008, he founded Soma Health Effective Nutrition. Um, And so it's my privilege and my pleasure to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Michael Roth. Good morning, man. Good morning. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry. You're going to pass this out to your friends and you go, what is this guy doing? Anatomy. Does he not know the word? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What Honest a- mistake. Not a problem. Well, it's, it is early in the morning. Sometimes my tongue gets tied there. That's not really an excuse. I should know the word. But it's a privilege to have you on. Now, I just want to ask you right off the bat before we get into things, and this is probably going to be just the the biggest bombshell that's on here. What do you think about all this stuff I've just showed on on the screen? What do you think about <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody said, "Who is anatomy?" <laughs> Anna, like a you know a name. Anyway, um very funny, very funny. I'm not going to live that one down. I do provide comic relief sometime. I'll be here always. Uh what do you th- what do you make? What is your perspective as a physician? As to what I call the COVID nineteen eighty four, do you believe it's a real? There's a real disease called COVID nineteen eighty four. They've isolated, they purified, and we're dealing with that. Are we dealing with symptoms from something else? Are we dealing with different diseases that they're just labeling this? What's your perspective as one of America's frontline doctors? Oh, there's a whole slew of thoughts uh, about that. Um, the first thing is, is there there are many uh, scientists, many healthcare professionals who will say there's no such thing as COVID. It doesn't exist. And the reason they say that is, for the most part, um, it hasn't been isolated. You know, when a virus exists, it's actually very easy to isolate, to test it, and to prove its existence. Uh, So far, as far as I know, uh, to this day, they still have not been able to do that. Now, COVID, you know, the SARS-CoV-2 has been around for a long time. It's part of a flu virus. Uh, what we're talking about, what people are dropping over from, uh, is I believe is a manufactured biological weapon. Um, it was created in a lab, and I think it's primarily being transmitted through the shots. Um, I, I probably will use the word vaccine through this, even though it's not a true vaccine, just because 
that's what people are familiar with and that's what everybody else is calling it. So even though I use that word, I'm not really using it in the uh, proper definition. So, so my feeling is that when we see people dropping over like you just showed on the videos, um, most of those have either been jabbed or they've been exposed to people who have been and they're feeling the results of what's being shed or transmitted. So yeah, my, my personal opinion and belief from all the research I've done, and I have been doing deep research since this all started back in uh, March 2020, really, when the uh, national emergency was declared. Um, that's what I believe, that uh, the COVID virus doesn't really exist. And it was uh, a manufactured weapon, if you want to call it that. Okay, so what we're looking at then as we as we dive off into what we're going to talk about this morning is it sounds like what they've done is they've put uh, fear in the hearts of people around the world for no good reason in order to push them to what their objective was, which was to get these needles in their arms with all this stuff, including graphene oxide and things of that nature. Is that correct? That, that's what I believe. Yes. Okay. All right. I just I, w- I just want to make sure because I have a, I've had some people challenge me on that, and I'm like, okay, well, show us the isolate. We've got a we've got a journalist who's offering 1.2 million dollars for you guy out there up there in New York, <laughs> um, and others who say, no, this does exist. Okay, take him to isolate. Show him that's been that's been isolated, that's been purified, and you can show him this is it. Go collect your 1.2 million. I mean, that's what I would do if I was convinced of it. In any case. We're here to talk about, you've got some solutions here for at least detoxifying the body from graphene oxide. And I realize graphene oxide is not just coming through these shots. I've seen several videos that seem to indicate it's in the capsules of some of the medicines that people are taking, as well as other things that people are ingesting, if you will. Can you kind of can you kind of go over some of the, the ways graphene oxide is getting into our bodies, uh, namely by this shot, but but other ways that it's getting in there and why the need to detoxify from it? Sure. This is, you know, I hope to make this more of a how-to rather than just information because uh, the question's been coming up a lot, especially since so many people have received the shot. Uh, They want to know what they can do about it. They're starting to realize that uh, this is not a good thing. Uh, A lot of symptoms are occurring and a lot of deaths, obviously. So people are concerned. They want to get this out of their body. Graphene oxide, uh, you know, and I'm sure you've you've probably had people on here that have talked about that. Uh, you've interviewed uh, quite a few people, but there's still a lot that's uh, a lot of people don't know about it. Graphene oxide is uh, been it's been around for a long time. Um, they've been doing studies on it for uh, probably a couple of decades at least, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, biomedical uses, industrial uses. In fact, graphene oxide, it's, it's actually the lightest, thinnest, and strongest compound known to man. So it has a lot of technical uses, a, a lot of biomedical, where they are using it to transport medicines into places uh, that normally it wouldn't go. So um, it's been around, as far as uh, putting it in the vaccines, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation about that, and I don't have definitive proof, but just from everything I've read and the research I've done, it seems that uh, graphene oxide has a lot of uh, nanomagnetic properties where it can function in the body and actually move. 
it can be programmed to move through certain frequencies. There's a certain resonant frequency that applies, and believe it or not, uh, it applies to 5G. So uh, there's been, uh, and there's probably, you may have seen videos where uh, the graphene oxide was actually being manipulated in space by a certain frequency. So one of the reasons that uh, people believe that it's in the uh, vaccine vial is to deliver um, more of the vaccine to uh, cross the blood-brain barrier and be manipulated through the body for the purpose of control. So it's, it's been around for quite a while. But the, the big thing is people want to know, uh, and, and this is still something that's uh, fairly new, the question keeps coming up, can we get this out of our body? If it's so devastating to the body, is there anything we can do to get rid of it? And that's kind of what I wanted to key in on um, originally or uh, today. Originally, I set up a, um, um, a couple of interviews to get more information about graphene oxide. And that's what led me to do some research and write the paper that I wrote. Um, I think I did that back in July or August. And since then, more people have come forward. There's been quite a few doctors. You've had some of them on your show uh, where they were actually talking about uh, the contents of it. And hopefully if we have time, I can go through some of those pictures. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have seen them already, but uh, probably a lot have not. So I thought that might be something to, uh, to um, uh, show your audience and that uh, might be pretty fascinating and scary at the same time to see what's in there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, Michael, one of the things you talk about, about control, and then let's get into this detoxification part. One of the things you talked about, about control, uh, we've seen out of one of the patents in the, the shot that was given, I think it was for the Pfizer. And it was talking about, it literally said, uh, you know, if you wanted to control somebody who's non-compliant, then you gave them more of a dose of this shot. And if somebody's already, then they get a lesser dose. And, I, that's not the verbatim, but that's exactly what it was saying. It was talking about a higher dose for those non-compliant. It was, it is an obedience platform. It's a control platform that they're looking to do. And I appreciate you bringing up five G because when we had uh, Lee Garrett on mm -hmm. from the UK, one of the things he said was he came out of one of the vaccine the the shot uh, facilities that they had set up, and they had a roll around five G mast right in front of the door as soon as the people walked out. And when he said, he said, when I went over to look at it, everything was fine until I got close to it. And he said, and then the coppers come out and they're, they're trying to get me away from it and this, that, and the other. We've got to protect this mass at all costs kind of thing. And it really does make you wonder how devious that these people are behind all of this, this technology that's coming out and what they're doing to the people. Now, I've got one question and let's get into the detoxification that we're, we're here to talk yeah. about today. Joni asked... <clears throat> Ask uh, Dr. Roth about the mRNA injections and if it affects the TDP43 and FUS genes to hijack DNA repair in favor of producing the spike protein. I, you will understand that. I have no idea what that is. That's, uh, that's out of my territory. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar with that. But what I can tell you about mRNA is that it's injected to produce spike protein in the uh, cells themselves. And, you know, that's the purpose of it is to become a uh, spike protein manufacturing center within the body. 
And that's what produces what's basically uh, a cytokine storm, which is a hyperinflammatory reaction. I don't know if that answers her question uh, partially or fully. Um, some of the terminology I'm not familiar with. Okay. Uh, that's not necessarily my area of expertise. I generally know about it, but I'm more in the area of nutrition, detox, um, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, we'll get into that in a minute. But what, what's amazing to me, Tim, is if you really dig deep into this, it's you have to be amazed at how the incredible lengths that they are going to uh, to get this into the public. It's really amazing. And, and just, you know, the uh, the lengths they go to to destroy lives, to harm, uh, to kill um, with the hundreds of thousands of people that have died from. Uh, you know, I'm calling it the witch's brew. Um, uh, how many millions have been injured already? It's remarkable that that uh, and I think it's a testimony of God's grace and protection that it hasn't been a lot more. Uh, not to say that that's not coming, but uh, I really believe that uh, there's a. There's a, a common grace here that's being bestowed on the people, and it could be far worse than it actually is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we've talked about that, that it may get a lot worse because if, if people are unrepentant, well, then what does God say? I'm going to bring the judgment seven times more. Leviticus 26, people can read that, and you can already see how he lays out the judgments in Deuteronomy 28. So you're you're exactly right. There's There's a certain amount of mercy within the midst of God's judgment, it's always like that because he's continually calling his people to repentance. And uh, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Okay, so this stuff's really bad for you. It does all kinds of stuff. It can replicate, uh, from what I understand, it can self-replicate. It can build things within your body, this graphene oxide, and cause all kinds of damage and problems for your body. So the question is, how do we get rid of it? So, Dr. Roth, how, how, what's, what's the formula that you have here for getting rid of this stuff? Well, it's it's something that I did a lot of research on. And what's very interesting is if you look at the um, history of graphene oxide, initially the industrial uses uh, were for detox. And uh, and I don't mean that within the body. It was actually uh, graphene oxide is a very strong heavy metal chelator or uh, detoxifier. And one of the first things that uh, it was used for was to... Uh, remove heavy metals from aqueous solutions like wastewater. So just the fact that they use graphene oxide for that purpose shows that it does have a, a way of binding to heavy metals and removing them from wherever it is. Now, the body is an aqueous solution. So it kind of follows that if graphene oxide is in the body, that it's going to bind to heavy metals. The problem is, how do you remove it? You know, it, it's binding to heavy metals and it creates a lot of havoc in the body. There's there's so many. Uh, it actually mimics a lot of what's going on in the COVID symptoms just from graphene. In fact, there's a lot of speculation uh, research that's come out that says the uh, it may not necessarily be the uh, spike protein itself. It may be the graphene oxide, which is producing most of the symptoms that people are seeing. Now, here's the kicker. When you functionalize uh, uh, graphene oxide with something called uh, EDTA, I'm not sure if you, you've heard that term before. I haven't. Um, it's a substance that it binds to. Um, it's, it's actually ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid. 
That's a very big word. It's a, it's a compound that medical doctors have been using in IV chelation for lead, lead removal. What they found out was that it actually binds to heavy metals, chelates them out of the body. It actually removes calcium deposits from arteries too. There's many, many applications of this. But um, going back to the graphene oxide, what they do is they functionalize or bind EDTA to graphene oxide and it makes the, uh, the chelating of heavy metals much, much stronger. So it follows that if you have graphene oxide in the body and you have some way of getting EDTA into the body uh, through whatever means, uh, IV chelation, uh, I'll go through some of those too because there's pluses and minuses, there's pros and cons with those. But if you get it into the body, it binds to then it becomes carbon heavy and the body actually seeks to remove it. One of the uh, amazing things about EDTF, well, first of all, graphene oxide has a Dalton size. Dalton size refers to the actual size of the compound or the molecule. Anything under 400, 500, uh, let's say 500 Daltons will be able to cross the blood brain barrier. You know, that's a protective barrier in the, uh, in the, in the uh, brain. Why it begs the question, why would they want something to cross a protective barrier that God put in there to prevent injury to the brain? So graphene oxide does it. It crosses the blood brain barrier. And it goes back to what we were just talking about. It's possible that they're using graphene oxide to deliver chemicals, um, vaccine ingredients through the blood brain barrier into the brain for the purpose of control. The neat thing about EDTA, which is remarkable, is that it actually has a Dalton size of uh, under 300. So it also will cross the blood-brain barrier. So say you have graphene oxide in the brain doing its damage, doing its control. EDTA can actually uh, cross that barrier, bind to the graphene oxide, and then help to remove it from the body. <clears throat> so that's this is something that hasn't really been explored in depth. And there are a lot of uh, healthcare providers, I've talked to many of them, who felt like the vaccine contents could not be removed from the body. And what you'll see is a lot of protocols online uh, in talk shows that they're, they're very similar. And they use a lot of the same kind of compounds and supplements to remove these things. But nobody is addressing the graphene oxide specifically using EDTA. And I've spoken to, uh, if you want to interrupt me at any time, just go ahead, because I know I'm, I'm rambling on here. But uh, <clears throat> I've talked to biochemists and uh, the um, EDTA, they're familiar with it, and they do believe that it can remove, graph not just degrade graphene oxide, but it can actually remove it completely from the body given enough time. Well let me let me ask you this, Michael. If you if you put this stuff in this EDTA, if you put this stuff in the body, and it goes up into the brain, it binds with the um, the graphene oxide. Have you actually seen it remove it? I mean, how would you tell that it's been removed? Do you do that through X rays? Do you do it through blood tests? What what are you doing to verify that it actually has done what you're saying it's doing? I'm actually trying to work with some scientists now. I've reached out to different labs, and we're hoping to uh, do some uh, challenge studies and some practical studies. But um, if, if you combine all the information that we have on graphene oxide, on heavy metals, how it works in the body, it just kind of follows 
theoretically that that's how it would uh, how it would work. But the biggest thing is you start using EDTA, and, and the best form, in my opinion, is in a transdermal cream. I actually was uh, uh, helpful in developing a very unique transdermal cream that actually goes through the pores of the skin, gets into the bloodstream, and helps to remove. Uh, the other uh, forms are IV chelation, which is expensive and it's very aggressive. Uh, suppositories, which uh, don't get absorbed that well, and people really don't like to use that form of chelation. And oral, which is broken down very quickly in the stomach acids. So a topical cream is uh, is something that uh, we developed. It's gentle, it's effective. But to answer your question, it's more of a clinical diagnosis. So if somebody comes in and they want it, they're having a lot of symptoms, you, the only thing that changes is putting them on a uh, topical EDTA cream. Let's say you give them two or three months, those symptoms start improving drastically. That's the biggest indicator that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Okay. And that, that's the case with a lot of different medications, a lot of different treatments, supplements, and that kind of thing. It comes down to a clinical diagnosis and then a, uh, a treatment regimen based on symptomology and how much it improves. Okay. Something is just kind of mm. going through my mind here. What about the issue of oxygen? Does oxygen have anything to do with the removal of this? I mean, can that be used as, as something, you know, we had Dr. Andreas Calker on, and he's used it to deal with a lot of diseases, including what they call the convids. And he says, I've got 100% effectiveness for anybody who will come in here and do it. We use it with chlorine dioxide. But, and, and all that's doing is introducing oxygen to the cells. Does that, would that have any impact on something like what we're talking about here when you're talking about the cream? And I can understand because I've gotten some of that understanding from Kate, who comes on every Saturday, about how certain things we can digest or we can bypass the digestive system and it go into our skin. Uh, they've talked about using CBD oil or cannabis oil and stuff like this um, in, in bypassing the, the system in order to allow the body to use it um, without some of the effects that come with going through the digestive system. Is that the same thing with the EDTA? And does, would something like chlorine oxide is this actually introducing oxygen into the system? Would that have any impact as well? I think it would be a really helpful adjunct uh, treatment regimen. I know hyperbaric uh, chambers are based on that principle. You're introducing more oxygen into the body, which uh, uh, helps to remove um, um, uh, free radicals and so forth. So I do believe that in that case, that might be a facilitator to help remove the graphene oxide and actually get the EDTA probably uh, um, attached to the graphene oxide more readily. So, yeah, I definitely believe there's a validity to that. And uh, chlorine dioxide, MMS, I'm assuming you're, you're referring to. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I did a lot of research back when I had Lyme disease. I used it for a while. I do believe it's a, a very valid treatment, even though there's a lot of negative hype about it, uh, depending on how it's used. And, and obviously, you know, uh, the medical mafia does not want you to interfere with their bottom line. So they're going to condemn anything that actually works that takes away from their, their profits. And MMS, chlorine dioxide, is one of those things. EDTA is one of those things. If you do, uh, if you go to Google, which I don't recommend you do, but if you do a Google search on EDTA, you'll see that, uh, A, they will say that uh, PubMed, um, uh, other publications will say that it doesn't penetrate the skin. That's absolutely false. 
there are videos that show how chlorine is actually absorbed through the skin into the body very readily. So the, it absolutely, you know, the, the skin was designed as a protective barrier by our, our creator from the elements, you know, but it was not designed to protect us from modern chemicals. So uh, in that same regard, the same chemicals that are getting through the skin that are harmful, you can use that same process to get things into the body that will help to, uh, to uh, treat it and to hopefully um, um, improve it, improve health. Yeah, let me ask you that about the EDTA. <clears throat> are you saying that's sort of a natural kind of compound, uh, somewhat like chlorine dioxide is, or is that some, or is, are we developing some kind of uh, synthetic kind of stuff to put in our bodies? It is a synthetic. Um, you have to keep in mind that it's been around for over 50 years. The medical um, society has been using it for 50 years for IV chelation, specifically for lead. It's a very, it's a synthetic amino acid. And it's a very, very mild, it's akin to, it's closely related to uh, vinegar or uh, ordinary acetic acid. So it's very, very safe. It's very gentle. And again, it depends on how it's introduced to the body. If, if it goes right into the, the uh, uh, bloodstream through IV chelation, it's pretty aggressive and there are a lot of side effects. But if it's slowly absorbed over time in a, a reduced form, then there's almost no side effects at all. I, I've been doing this for, a couple of years now, and the only side effect that we got from the topical cream was a, a rash, and that's actually common when you're detoxing through the skin. You're getting toxins that come up through the pores, so it may irritate the skin a little bit. That's the only thing we've heard of. Okay, yeah, and and Kate has talked about that in her recovery from cancer. She's talked about detoxifying and coming up with all kinds of rashes. Because I guess there was like major detoxification that was happening all over her body and stuff. So I yeah. get that as well. I get that as well. Okay, so let me let me ask let me ask this because we talked about it last night. I want to make sure people understand that you're talking about detoxifying from the graphene oxide. Mm -hmm. You're not talking about the t detoxifying from the spike proteins that are multiplying in there from this shot. Can you kind of help people understand uh, what this is doing and what it's not doing? Uh, with regard to spike proteins? As far as spike proteins, you know, my, my personal belief is that this is such a strong, EDTA is such a strong binding agent that it would probably help to remove that too. But there are a lot of other um, uh, therapies and treatments that people are using for uh, prevention of COVID, for mitigation of symptoms, and to help detox from the body. Some of those things, uh, uh, and I'm sure you've, you've uh talked about these or other people have talked about as well. They've shown that uh, bentonite clay activated charcoal is good to help uh, to remove spike protein. Uh, anything that's going to um, go get into the cells and help to bind to toxins that shouldn't be there. Uh, something else is chlorella, uh, spirulina. These are, uh, you know, algae products, plant products that actually bind to toxins in the body and the, the principle behind that, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, when, when you have something in the body that is non-organic and you introduce a chelating agent, when it binds to it, the body now looks at it as a foreign agent. And the first thing it wants to do is remove it from the body. And that's what these things do. That's what EDTA does. That's what bentonite clay does. That's what uh, garlic does. That's what, that's what onions do. Uh, MMS, chlorine dioxide. Uh, something else. 
And uh, something else that, that you may or may not have heard of is humic or fulvic acids. Are you, have you heard of those before? Tim? Yes, yes. Okay. That's something that uh, they're introducing into a lot of supplements now. And it's, uh, it actually comes from the organic breakdown of uh, matter in like the forest, uh, plant food. So when plant food breaks down, it absorbs in, it turns into a humic acid and it breaks down in the soil and it's absorbed by plants. And when plants, when organic plants are put into a supplement, usually the fulvic and humic substances are part of that. And those are excellent chelating agents or detoxing agents. So there are, I believe there are more things that can help with detox of the spike protein and graphene oxide and a lot of the vaccine contents that we may or may not even know are in there. Okay. All right. Now there was, there was something that came out here recently and we'll, we'll wrap this part up and then I want to get into the kingdom part of this, which I know you're excited to do too. And the question or the, the stuff that's come out is about pine needle tea and somehow some kind of impact that it has on those who have uh, taken the shot. I think Dr. Kerry Madej said it was, it was one of the biggest um, suppliers of vitamin C is this pine needle tea. Have you heard anything about that? Do you know anything about how it affects uh, people who've had the shot and such with, with this kind of stuff? I have. Um, that's been, that's fairly new. I mean, pine needle tea has been around for a while. Uh, you, you've got pine needle tea, you've got spruce, cedar, uh, fir teas. They contain what's called a uh, shikimic acid and it helps boost immunity. It helps to hydrate and it does help the detox. So, um, that's, I mean, there are many teas that do that. Pine tree is probably one of the stronger teas, and there are a lot of other substances to do that do uh, similar things. But pine tea, uh, pine needle tea specifically, uh, because it contains the shikimic acid, is something that uh, I would definitely recommend to people who have not not just have uh, been inoculated or had the shot, but those who have been around people who recently had the shot. There's a lot of evidence that, and, and this is my personal belief too, that. Um, I actually try to avoid people that have just been injected that got the first or second or booster shots because the transmission is probably a lot stronger and over time it wanes. So I usually, I'll ask somebody, it's like, you know, have you had the booster recently? I like to wait several weeks before I'm around them, you know, just because of that, what they're shedding. So uh, I think that's a good idea. And if you are exposed to somebody, who's had the shot, you're probably going to receive some of those elements and pine needle tea. Uh, uh, a lot of the other things that I mentioned would be a tremendous benefit for detoxing and to reduce some of those symptoms that you might be experiencing. Okay. Just to be clear, can, can I just go out here? I got a bunch of pine trees. Can I get pine? Do I need to get pine needles off the tree? They're green. Do I need to get the stuff that's falling on the ground? I, I don't need to get the stuff you get at Lowe's or Home Depot because mm-hmm. they've been sprayed with all kinds of stuff. I know that. But is is that what you would recommend in, in using pine needle tea? I, I don't know if I would recommend it. I do know <laughs> that people do that. Okay. I, I know that people have gathered pine needles, especially if they're in areas that are very pristine and they haven't had a lot of herbicides, pesticides. Uh, there's not a lot of air pollution and that kind of thing. Um, and I do know that they have gathered pine needles. They brew them up. They've steeped them and made them into teas. I don't know enough about that uh, as far as if that's a safe, what the concentration would be, how much you should should consume. 
So I would hold off on that. I would try to get more information before doing that, but it's probably safer than commercial bought pine needle tape. You've (laughs) got to be real careful about sourcing. Sure. Very, very important. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I was thinking if I want to become the green goblin or something, I can just go out there and get a lot and become a superhero. Um, but no, I, I was, I was very serious about that because, uh, when I found out it's a, it's a large supplier of vitamin C rather than <clears throat> ascorbic acid, uh, which is what they sell us, which, yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's, let's get into this here, uh, Michael. You know, one of the things that I point people to, and you've, you've heard the show before, you know that I, I look to s- stuff like the Book of Revelation and, and, the, and the Gospels, the Albert Discourse, as something that happened with Israel. And <clears throat> even at that time, you know, we read in, in Revelation where it talks about the nations are deceived by their sorceries or their, their pharmacia, their, their <clears throat> drug use. Uh, and that's been going on. That's not just you know modern twentieth century USA. That's been going on for a long time of a lot of these kinds of things. When you look at the kingdom, you're you're a, a professed Christian. Um, you go and you're trying to help people based on a specific biblical worldview. How do you see all this coming down? And do you see it as an opportunity whereby uh, we can expand the kingdom? We can build the kingdom even though the enemy has come in to attack us and God's obviously allowed him to come in because of our own sin, you see this as an opportunity that we have to further the gospel and further the kingdom with people who may not uh, really understand what that is? There's no question about it. In fact, um, I I think uh, we've been able to witness to, my wife and I uh, have been able to witness to uh, people more than we ever have because of this situation. And in that regard, you know, God's in control of everything. He's in control of this entire situation. Amen. And I believe that he's using this to reach more and more people. And we see that. We see a lot more people professing Christ. We see a lot more people that are coming to Christ, relying and and uh, not relying on the city of man, as we call it, you know, uh, the pundits and so forth. And they're realizing the foolishness of man and their folly. So I, I do believe, I absolutely believe this is a wonderful opportunity to, to build the kingdom, uh, to get the word out about the, the Bible um, and uh, what God says about all of this. Um, you know, I, I personally believe that this is a, a judgment we're going through. And, and how could it not be? You know, we're murdering babies. We're blaspheming the Lord's name. We're blaspheming the Lord's day. Uh I mean, you name it, we're doing it. We're a, a worldly nation. We've strayed so far from where we started as a Christian nation, and, and we need to get back to it. Um, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but I think we need to get uh, Christian leaders in office. And I really think, you know, in, in some ways, because we're seeing lock, some lockdowns uh, removed and things, people think things are getting better. From a biblical standpoint, we really have to say no. Because as long as man continues to sin, as long as he continues to rebel against God, violate his commandments, uh, the fires of judgment will will come back and they'll continue to burn. So we have to repent and we have to turn to him. Um, Psalm 119.65 says that true liberty exists when men walk in obedience to God's commandments. If we keep covenant with Jesus Christ and obey his law, then he will give and preserve liberty. Amen. If we, break covenant, if we break covenant with him, the land will be overrun with rebels and tyrants. And that's exactly what's happening now. You know, there, yep. there's one supreme law. It's the Bible. And there's one national law. It's the Constitution. Our officials 
are supposed to be, we're the government, and they're supposed to abide by those two things, you know, the Bible and the Constitution, and they're not doing that. They're taking the law into their own hands. So we have to, we need to pray for our leaders. We need that uh, to, uh, if they will not repent and turn, that they'll be ousted, that they'll be uh, tried for their crimes, and then we'll have godly uh, leaders um, installed. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that. I, I, you know, I give my opinion on that. And I think my opinion is a biblical one that uh, some of these guys who are involved in what they're doing and they're knowingly in doing it, knowingly doing it, uh, knowing that they're killing people, knowing that they're going to injure people with these products that they're putting out. Uh, you know, they need that that short drop from and a sudden stop kind of deal. Uh, to be, and I, I do believe they need due process. I'm not saying a, a crowd ought to go out there and grab them, this, that, and the other. Although, right. if we don't bring justice, that's coming to them. I, there's no doubt in my mind that men will find a way to deal with you. It may be an unjust way to bring about, quote-unquote, justice, but they will find a way to do with you, and God is all about bringing those people to do it. I mean, he, if he used a wicked king like Nebuchadnezzar, and said, I'm going to bring my armies, calling them his armies, and he did that with the Romans, too, to judge his own people, well, then it's not a big deal for him to take just regular old, you know, people out there who are a little just tired of the tyranny, who bring, you know, some judgment upon those those who are doing wickedly. So you're exactly right, and I, I think we're going to have to come a long way. When you said we need to have Christians in office, we got to have people, we got to have Christians who actually understand what you just said, and that is the law of God applies here, and too many have been hamstrung by, you know, the dispensational view that the law is Old Testament. We don't want to, we don't want that lost. The New Testament, God is different. He's loving. He's grandfatherly. He wants everybody, you know, and blah, 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 all this syrupy kind of smushy stuff. And they don't realize the same God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. He hasn't changed. Amen. The only difference is he sent his son to deal with sin, to take it away uh, and to save his people from that sin rather than just covering it through uh, the blood of bulls and goats. Amen. Yeah, I, I mean, Absolutely. chime right in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ alone is our king. And, and that's right. We have to recognize his authority over all things, you know, and that's the only way that things are going to turn around. We, we cannot do it. it. People are relying too much on man, and we cannot do it. Without God, we can do nothing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and in, in instructing, this is part of, you know, what we talk about about here. I have, you know, Christians saying, well, I have to do it to get my job and this, that, and the other. Well, what else are you going to let them tell you that you have to put in your body to have a job that you may not be alive next week to even work at? And I, I think it's this thing of the people have not been taught because they've had hirelings in the church who want to schmooze them, who want to ease them, who want to tickle their ears, if you will. Um, so that they feel good in that because, you know, that that preacher's getting a, a paycheck rather than saying, wait a minute, Psalm 91 says, if you hide yourself in the shadow of the Most High, he'll protect you from the pestilence. And I don't think that a lot of Christians actually believe that. That's I think that's part of the problem, uh, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that uh, I wanted to mention, too, is in order, uh, we, we have to resist. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I think that's... Uh, Rather than just uh, and, you know, I I don't want to put down people who are protesting, uh, who are marching. These are good things. It brings uh, uh, attention to how many people are aware and don't like what's going on. But I think more importantly, we have to resist. 
We have to say no. We can't comply. Amen. You know, th- this whole this whole vaccine issue is based on a theory that's been proven false. Louis Pasteur, you know, his germ theory. Um, it's been shown that it's not the germs that make us sick. It's our terrain. It's our bodies. That's right. That's right. You know? So our immunity determines our health. And that's why uh, we have to turn to God. We have to trust him. We have to also take, we can't be fatalistic. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to be proactive and we can't rely on modern medicine for help. You know, if you get a sniffle, don't run to the hospital, you know, do the things that, uh, that, you know, work and don't panic, trust the Lord. I'm not saying that there, there aren't times when you need to do that, uh, need medical intervention. I'm just saying for the most part, people are so scared that they're they're running to hospitals and they're getting treatments that are harmful that they don't need. We need to trust the Lord. Amen. Well, I, I agree with that. And uh, and and part of that is coming through our food supply. We're eating things that really aren't food. I, look, I confess, right. I got some snacks and stuff like that that are not there. And then I'm coming up and seeing where a lot of these companies and their food and then their drink They've been using aborted fetal cells and that for flavoring. I don't know what kind of warp mine came up with that deal, uh, but there's there's a ton of them that are out there, and yeah. so we we have to be careful about what we're eating and and doing things of this nature as well. Uh, Michael, tell people where they can find out. We're coming up against the end of the show here. Tell people where they can find out more about you and uh, some of the things that you offer. Sure, um, I'll give you my website. And also, if anyone wants to contact me, uh, my email address uh, as well, if that's okay. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay. The website is www.somahealth.net. And that's S-O-M-A. Well, there you go. S-O-M-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot net. And it's uh, Soma Health Effective Nutrition. And then my email address is Dr. Michael W. Roth at gmail.com. It's dr. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-R-O-T-H at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions you have. Uh, I put out protocols for COVID um, for different health things. uh, One of my functions for um, working with AFLDS is to take technical medical information that may be uh, pretty complex and turn it into layman's terms. Uh, to initiate a practical approach so people can take care of their health. And uh, that's something that I'll be doing more and more of. Amen. Dr. Michael Roth, thank you very much for joining us this morning. I'll say goodbye to you as soon as I close out the show here. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, also beforeitsnews.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with Rotten of the Core Wednesday or Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor tomorrow at 6 a.m. See ya.